If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to Cavs a Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with. Come on, guys. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Evil genius and Elijah K. Big Easy K. Big Easy K. The voice of Cavs the tweets, who who uh, who's been bringing it lately. A lot, lot of a uh, lot of content from Big, Big Easy K. A lot of a uh, lot of engagement. Uh, with the fans and it's that, with, uh, it's that San it's that San Diego air. <laughs> it's that SoCal life. Yeah, the salt in the uh, air it makes me salty on tweet. You know, it's uh, from the German for whales. Oh no, no, that's not right. <laughs> Thanks, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I love that movie. That's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, I think yeah. I think that is the height of Will Ferrell's comedy. Is Anchorman is. I'm like, Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, if Ron Burgundy will read anything you're put on the teleprompter. Well, that was that that joke came back into style with the with that whole not to get political, but that whole when Trump was talking about uh, airports and defending the airports <laughs> in the 1700s, yeah. and he said he read it off the teleprompter. It's like just like Ron Burgundy. He'll yeah. read anything. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. F you San Diego. <laughs> exactly. It should have been. Hashtag F you San Diego. Yeah, so uh not a ton of Cavs news in the past week, but uh Oh, ha- but we there was one big, huge, huge piece of news that I forgot to bring up in our pregame, Nate, which is the Cavs are finally free from one Mike Short, shorty, long <laughs> The president of the Ray Liotta fan club. Don't let, don't let the dog 
buggy door hits you in the behind on the way out. Welcome so, back yeah, to Cabs the Podcast. We we took a little break to add uh, one Tom Pestak, uh, who's in from mowing his lawn, but uh, at night. Hello, <laughs> mates. More on that later. Yep. No, but uh, the yeah, so long a Barty. That's what I have to say for this week. And and you were saying he he uh, yeah he got hired by the Washington Wizards, who were on a roll lately, hiring all the previous Cleveland failures, like Sashi Brown from a different sport. And I don't know who's they got to be hiring Mike Brown pretty soon, right? I mean, <laughs> is he still a coach with the Warriors? Uh, for now, but. I'm sure. I'm sure the Wizards will go after him. <laughs> they should go after Damon Jones. That'd be the best. Oh, they really that should. That would be that would be fantastic. Maybe they'll sign Jr. Yeah, I, I doubt that. They need some outside shooting. John Wall's not going to play this year, so. Although Jr. Smith could drive, could do some tank driving. So, although we all know that Tank Commander, what Mike, is the greatest tank commander in the NBA right now. Um, Took a long a Barty walk off a short a Barty pier. I mean, you know what's amazing <laughs> <laughs> is we were talking about last week. Like we were all like perplexing. Like, is he still on the cast? I couldn't believe I couldn't roster? believe that that he was. Yeah, and and it's like, do you really think they had to try very hard to get permission to interview him? But <laughs> apparently, uh, he was still under contract with the Cavs, and the Cavs. Um, Maybe Sashi. The... Maybe it's Sashi's thing. Like maybe Sashi went in and said, "I'll come, but I'm not coming without Mike along <laughs> And That's in the contract. <laughs> it's it's and Ray Liotta. I have and to have Ray Mike along <laughs> and Ray Liotta. It, it's like uh, the key and peel of the pitch of Ghostbusters Two. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's in the movie. No, that's that's Gremlins too. Gremlins too. That's right, Gremlins too. <laughs> You're talking about Hulk Hogan. It's in the movie. <laughs> who breaks the fourth wall? <laughs> it's in the movie. You talking about oh. a Gremlin whose sole purpose is to look stupid as bleep? <laughs> it's in the movie. <laughs> it's in the movie. You have the IQ of a child. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's like... the best kids ever. Oh, it's so good. He's a wizard. He's a wizard now. He's a defensive wizard for the Wizards. Yeah, and the, yeah, that team is going to be a gong show. I'm... I feel like they're like trying really hard to be the new Sacramento somehow. Like, how can we really f up this team to the point that Brad Beal won't sign the three year like max extension that we're offering him? Yet, if you're Brad Beal and you're going. I got to sit here and deal with John Wall's pouty butt and a broken foot. And my third best player is a guy that we got off the scrap heap from the Lakers last year. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you? No, it's Japanese Jordan, isn't it? Oh, come on. Rui Hachimura. Come on. Japanese Japanese Jordan. Jordan. Oh, man. No, they're, um, the guy that got, their center. Oh, Thomas Bryant? Yeah, Thomas Bryant's probably their third best player now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, am, am I wrong? No, I don't even know who's on their team anymore. Yeah, I mean, we got to look at Like, the- they got rid of Sadoransky, they got rid of Otto Porter, they got rid of Bobby Portis, they got rid of... Porter? The, go to Portland. Other guy? What? No, Porter, Porter, went, Porter went to the Bulls. 
in that trade uh, for uh, Bobby Port for Bobby Portis, who they let then let go, and then he signed with the Knicks to be their, I think, seventeenth power forward. <laughs> and is who's worse? Who wait? Who signed the other dude that they got from Chicago? The dude that was hurt with Milwaukee. You know What's who his they name? did get? Isaiah Thomas. Oh, oh that's right. Yes. Yeah, and PJ Miles. That's what I'm saying. Oh my PJ. God, Longabardi. Longabardi's a perfect coach for Isaiah and Thomas. Ish Smith. Like, like, like I here's what? Isaiah. I have figured out a way for you to play defense. This is going to be great. Ish Smith used to be a poor man's Isaiah Thomas. Now Isaiah <laughs> Thomas is a poor man's Ish Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know That's a podcast. We're ending it now. We can't get any better than that. <laughs> no, it's true though. They they traded for Davis Bertans from the uh, Spurs, and then of course they've got. Um, <laughs> they traded for Davis Bertans. Think and about they've that. They've got sentence. Orange Mamba. You forgot about Think Orange about Mamba. That Wait, Orange Mamba. Jordan McRae, oh, NBA champion, or Jordan McRae. Wait, he wasn't on the They game. are. That just proves my point. They're going after all the old yeah, Cavs. Was. He was? No, yeah. he wasn't. Yes. He wasn't Jordan on McCray that team. is an NBA champion. No. Yes. He wasn't the on that team. The yes. Washington, you know, he wasn't. The Washington Wizards, where former Cavs go to die. He yeah. wasn't on that team, Nate. Yes, he was. Let's see if we can name that roster. He was. I literally have the shirt on, and I just took it off to check. <laughs> you got the one See, with all the caricatures how, on it, Eli? All the re- more reasons why you need to buy CTB uh, merchandise when we make it. Yeah, well, yeah, I because mean, I remember, because I made the t-shirt, and Orange Mama's on the t-shirt. Uh, was he, like, on the team, and then he was let go around the buyout time or something to make a roster spot? No, he he was like on the finals roster. He was on the finals roster. He did. Did he log any minutes in the oh, finals? That, now that's a question. No, but he did play that really big game where he scored like thirty points in the finale that year of the regular against season. the against the Wizards. I think was that like a LeBron sat game? Yeah, LeBron wasn't playing. Okay. Huh. He was not Man. on the playoff roster, Life but he was on the fast. Team. I totally forgot about Jordan McRae. I feel you forgot like, about the Orange Mamba. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like no, he I did. I feel play, like I need to put myself in timeout. He did but play they forgot game about McCray. three versus the Warriors, <laughs> so he logged two playoff games that year. Uh, in game two versus Detroit, which was a plus seventeen win, and the one where they blew out the Warriors by thirty in game two, or I'm sorry, game three, uh, he played three minutes. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Orange well, there you go. Speaking of Jordan McRae, remember that he was like Kyrie's best friend? Yeah. Ky- there were reports that Kyrie was mad that they got rid of him. <laughs> and that was, a, that, was a, that was a deciding factor why he wanted to get traded out. Do you know what means nothing to me? When people say someone is someone's best friend <laughs> in the context of professional sports. Do you know how many best friends LeBron has? You think about it. He had Carmelo. He had Chris Paul. He had Dwayne Wade. He had uh, he had a banana boat full of best friends. No, 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 no. Who's the um? Not Shane Battier. The other white shooter that was good. Uh, Oh, Mike Miller. Yeah, Mike Miller was his best friend. Everyone. It's Miller time. Now Anthony Davis is probably LeBron's best friend. 
actually like Rich Paul's probably his best. I mean, it's just silly. It's like you can't have you can only have one best friend. Did, <laughs> did people not get that? Yeah, but he's LeBron. He's great at everything, so he's great at having best friends. He can have lots of them. He breaks the rules. He he yeah. he is. But now he, like Kyrie are best friends. But how's that possible? Because Jordan McRae's Kyrie's best friend. So something's not right. Yep. How is he not on the Nets? How do he wind up on the Wizards if Kyrie likes him so much? Right, man. Sense. I can't even remember Jordan McRae. Like he was a righty. Was he what, like six two? How did we get six, on five. to Jordan McRae? Like <laughs> I don't six, know. Six. Yeah, he's tall. Okay. Where, where was he like Prince Kinsey? Was he like real wiry? No, he was. Oh, he, was he was a good G League ISO scorer, basically. Was he yeah. like okay, okay, yeah? He okay. doesn't pass; he just shoots. Okay, so he was like, was he like a poor man's Jordan Clarkson? I think he no. was a rich. Like a, Go ahead. He was like a he was like a homeless man's <laughs> Lou Williams. Oh, okay, all right, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I think he was more of a homeless man. He was Corey McGee. Okay, so if you so if he was a homeless man's Lou Williams, was he a poor man's um uh oh I was just thinking of him. Um was he a poor man's Devin Brown? No. He was like a poor man's Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> no, he was not Jimmer Fredette. There's only one Jimmer. The Jimmer poor man's, is poor man's Jimmer Fredette. An upper middle class man's Jimmer Fredette. Is that what you mean? Because <laughs> Jimmer Fredette's not in the NBA right now. Yeah, that's true. You got to give it to Jordan McRae. He's still in the association. Oh, he's stuck in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Thomas Bryant is his best friend. <laughs> nice. I'm kidding. I don't know. That's that's not true. That may or may but not be true. Let's get off of Jordan McRae. Let's, yeah, because this we, is we've not... spent more time on Jordan McRae in this podcast than we ever did his entire top. career as a cavalier. Yeah, but think about that. We if we can talk about Jordan McRae, I mean we can talk about literally anything. I think that just shows some God-given talent right there yeah. for us. That's, that's a good point. A good well, point. it has to be for us because Jordan McRae does not have a lot of God-given NBA talent. <laughs> well, here's what I think. I think they're they're really trying to they're trying to show the league that they want to that they're just, they're offering just enough to Brad Beal to make him think about it, but he's not going to take it. You don't think? Because why would you take that money unless you take it knowing that? Well, you take it knowing that they're going to ship you out. Because they already they already know where they're going to send you, and and this is a way for them to take care of you on your way out. Now that's true. Like a Blake Griffin type thing. Yeah. Or yeah, and it's not like he has an injury history like Kevin Love, where it's you know a probably a smart move to take that deal. Yeah. Is Blake again, Griffin could also like wait a year to do the supermax if he makes All NBA this year? Yeah. So that's the. And there's a good chance of it because the East is doesn't have a lot of really good shooting guards. That is true. Is Blake Griffin the best player that no one ever thinks about? Hmm, that's a good question. Who is the best player no one ever thinks? Deli. Vucevic? <laughs> no. Vucevic yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Chris Middleton, maybe? Thad Young. Uh people are talking about Chris Middleton now. I would have given that to you if you would have said that like last year. Do you hear me, Tom? Radars now. Who'd you say? That young. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I yes. You said I'm good kidding. players, Nate. Hey. How about Buddy Buddy Healed? Buddy Ooh, Healed might. Like I, no I one think, talks about Buddy Healed. 
Yeah, I think he's Buddy really Heald good though. Probably Buddy Heald than... shot almost forty three percent from three last year. Yeah, That's Buddy good. Heald was really freaking good last year. Like Buddy Heald he was, was Steph Curry, but bigger. Yeah, he's like if Steph I mean, he Curry reminds and me Clay of... Thompson had a baby. He reminds me of Danny Green. No, I don't think he's as good defensively as Danny Green. Well, Danny Green but... was terrible defensively until he turned like thirty. Yeah, but I <laughs> thought you were saying Danny Green now. Oh no, I I mean just like. I'm more almost thinking like college. It's like he was a he had played a couple of years, didn't he? Or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, he, I believe, came out as a junior. Okay, so Danny Green was a four-year player, and they yeah. were just solid. You know, like they didn't really, they weren't great at anything, but they were good shooters, and they weren't really bad at anything. Yeah. Well, Buddy Hield was an amazing shooter in college, but it took yeah. him a year. It took him a year or two to get used right. to the NBA game. I think. Right. True. Okay, I like that one. Buddy healed. Yeah, but, um, but Blake Griffin's player. that like guy who's been established for a while that nobody really I talks know. about because he's no in Detroit about it anymore. Well, because well, he's is in that Detroit, why? or is it because yes. he, he got injured? A hundred percent because he's in Detroit. Well, I think it's also because he got injured. Because his last, if he was still in L.A., you'd be talking about him. You yeah, would. I now. mean, he was the face of GameFly. He was the face of uh, Kia Kia Motorcars. Kia Motorcars yeah. and. He yeah. can't dunk. He like jumped he... over one in the in the yeah. in the dunk contest that one. Yeah, year. he's a very good player, but kind of. He sort of jumped over the side of the hood. Yeah, he's a good player. The problem is that team is bound Garbage. to Reggie Jackson and and Andre Drummond and Andre Drummond, and it's just yeah, they don't have a lot of depth. So is Drummond not good anymore? No, is Drummond's fine. fine. He but just can't it, shoot free throws still, and he can't really – he doesn't really have offensive moves in the post. He just he just has – his one move is to go get the offensive rebound and dunk it. Yeah, so and it's, it is a guard uh, and wings league, and when your two best players are a center and a power forward and your guards are and wings are below average or worse, you're not going to be a very good team. So is um, Andre Drummond an upper-middle-classman's Hassan Whiteside? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what? What do you mean? How do you not know what that means? Is he slightly better than Hassan? He's Weiss? a tall. No, he's a taller. He's a taller Ben Wallace. Ah, okay. Hmm. I thought Drummond was better offensively than that. Ben right. Wallace was defensively. I think he is juggernaut, but except for uh, actually, Drummond had a really good year shark. last year. It's just that, um, like I said, but the he, team has. But he had a better year. He had a better year the year before. Look at his rebounding numbers. Now, now I got. Uh, they're pretty. They're pretty close. Research action. But he had he had more points last year. He had seventeen points. Yeah, because that's had... all they did was dump the ball down to him and for dunks. Wow, and... points and rebounds. Hi, Hubie Brown. <laughs> Take this fellow we got here. Not only does he give you the seventeen points, but he gives you the fifteen point six rebounds. And Ugh. if he's double teamed, he'll kick it out and find the open man. So oh, first gosh. of all, is hey, that was a finally get rid of Hubie Brown. And yet that was a million times better than I could have done as Hubie Brown. So hats <laughs> off to you. <laughs> yeah, you forgot to trail off in the middle of your sentence and, and not remember what you're talking about, Nate. That the funny the thing is, so he shot 59% from the free throw line last year, which two years earlier, he shot 39%. So Yeah, that's a huge improvement. That's a big improvement. And he's getting better at the free throw line. No, that was that was more Howard Tosin. I hope they finally put Hubie out to pasture 
much no, like the much like much like TNT put out the players only to pasture. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Eli, are you so happy that players only is gone? Players only. I am so happy. Remember like players only when it would be like ever. When it would be like C Web and um Greg Anthony commenting on a game from the booth in Atlanta. I like Greg <laughs> What's wrong with Greg Anthony? Isn't he usually college though? No, they were just it would and, and Isaiah like, Thomas would be in the studio. Oh, I can't stand Isaiah. And the yeah, only just, one that was any good was... How does Isaiah have a job in the Me Too era? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how Isaiah has a job. But That's apparently, a can of worms we shouldn't probably... Yeah, <laughs> apparently NBA TV is making a lot of big cuts, so he may not be back next year. Well, nothing's worse than ESPN's lineup, though, so I don't care what you say. Like, Chauncey well, Chauncey Phillips is well, easily the best, which is saying something, because I don't think he's very good at all, but Michelle Beadle, Jalen Rose, uh, freaking Paul Pierce, oh my gosh, I'd rather like, so, stab yeah, my eyes out that's changing too, and it's going to be, what, Rachel Nichols and oh, not her. Chauncey Billups? Is that correct, Eli? You don't like Rachel Nichols, Tom? I'm not, not sure yet. I don't, she's I better, she's better than Michelle Beadle. Yeah, she is. She's better than Michelle Beadle, but I don't like her. I'll take Doris Burke any day of the week. I'm not well, a yeah, big... but Doris is not. Doris is going to stay play by play. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big Rachel Nichols fan. I feel like she focuses on all the quote unquote fluff of the NBA and all the you know male soap or the soap opera drama and doesn't. Yeah, but that's what the NBA is now. So Which it's kind of hard. We don't to... have to be that way. Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be that way. Yeah, because we live in a world of social media where players invent beeps and and uh best friendships and have burner accounts and and my whole thing of you know someday when i write a column again um (laughs) the nba's i got mine syndrome everybody's like i you know everybody's i feel like just looking out for themselves and you know everybody's building super teams and no everybody's just going home or going home yeah and I mean, what do you guys think of this whole tampering discussion with the NBA oh, right it's now? Egregious! Oh wait, what's the discussion? There's well, a discussion about it. There's That's a great. lot of teams. There's that... an investigation by the NBA into yeah. what but... was happening right leading up to free agency. Uh, I don't know. I don't know 100 percent about the it. Lakers but... are butthurt about Kawhi. No, I don't think it's that at all. I That's think part... it's... so. That's part of it. Well, that'd be. I think rich. it's the Celtics too. That'd be rich, to be Paul. Ugh. But it's also like all these teams that had agreements <laughs> signed thank, like thank a half hour before the the uh, moratorium on contract was well, over. I think you know I I'd love to think that Kawhi purposely did this just to screw the Lakers, but I don't know. I, well, yeah, they're very butthurt and they feel that he that was, was they were to, quote unquote I, played. I kind of, I mean, I don't know. They I, played themselves. You, they're the yeah. Lakers. They're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going with that one. Rob Palinka is the biggest moron of a GM out going. I can't Name a bigger one. Uh, I can't argue with you right now with anybody. I mean, maybe, maybe Sashi Brown, but although he's not GM, so and he can't make player player uh, decisions. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, can't think of anybody. He makes he he makes Vlade look look 
competent. Vlade had a good offseason, so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they just. The, yeah, like, as you is said, Jerry West the best GM right now, or is he even the no, GM? He's not or the is he GM. Like a, he's a consultant. He's like the, or like he's like like president emeritus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's he's got uh, to just have this giant like troll smirk on his face at all times. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I the mean, fact that the fact that the team that had a better offseason than the Lakers is right down the hallway yeah. is just fantastic. Yeah, it's the kind of <laughs> okay. stuff. That makes me just salivate, yeah. man. I mean, honestly, I'm going to watch more next year probably than in a while just because of this. <laughs> so I really want to see – I really want to see the Lakers, like, not make the playoffs somehow. And that is what will happen if LeBron gets hurt again. Or, he, or, or he gets hurt. I think LeBron, a healthy LeBron, can drag just about any team to the playoffs. But I do not think – just like even an MVP AD and that squad can get to out of the yeah get they, into the playoffs in the West. I mean that squad plus a healthy AD isn't better than the squad he had in New Orleans. Oh no, no he not couldn't at all. drag them to the yeah not playoffs. at all. So astute observation, sir Nate. I, I try. Yeah. So. I mean, what's this tampering discussion? Like, what's going on? Because you know me, I'm like under a rock all the time. So yeah, there was all these teams that had basically, are all these reports that teams had basically a, agreed to terms with players like a half hour before the before they were even allowed to contact them, and the whole thing with uh, Al Horford and opting out of his Boston deal, where supposedly he already had a deal in place with another team, um, you know, like a week before free agency started. And then, of course, I thought the Horford. The thing I heard about Horford was the Celtics tried to screw him. Is that was that not what happened? I don't know. I I have no idea. But then the other thing was the Kawhi Leonard basically recruiting a player under contract with another team in in Paul George. Um, right. But all that. Well, yeah. But all that. I mean, he was the last one to sign. Well, I, that's true. But he still was recruiting a player under contract with another team. Which does not happen literally all the time, though. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, yes, but by the letter of the law, according the NBA, to according it, to according to Kawhi's uh, press conference, he that they, he did no such thing. Well, <laughs> but that's all BS. I mean, he obviously talked to Paul George. No, I know. I'm kidding. Well, but I'm just saying, like, what are the rules? Because when LeBron meets AD at half court, and they clearly. Talk about talk stuff. On, talk behind their hand, which yeah, like the new, yeah. Is the new thing is the or, idea or that oh, well, Kyrie they talking and about. KD in the um in the hallway last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: I love that that that's actually a thing because it's the biggest look. We're talking, but you can't tell what we're saying. Like you could just as easily go out to dinner with that dude right. later on that night and have and a whole no conversation. Yeah, no one knows. How, how would anyone know? It's like right? purposely saying like, "Oh, I'm going to talk behind my hand or under my shirt," just to just to show people to make everybody talk about the fact that we're having a conversation, but they don't know what we're saying. Right. In the words it's, of in the words a of Bonnie Raitt, let's give them something to talk about. <laughs> Man, yeah. Nate, you're on fire tonight. But this, a little, was that a actually little mystery to figure out. <laughs> was that actually Bonnie Raitt though? Because you're yeah. really bad with names. It was. Okay. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <Tom. laughs> Jerk. Well, we got to be fact checkers for you, Nate, when That's it comes true. to names. That's true. 
Um, so <laughs> Usually I mean, right on substance, just not names. So, so yeah. question for you guys. Is there anything the NBA can do about Tam? No, um, yeah, they can, like, yeah, they can nullify. Put it in the new CBA. No, they could just be like, okay, you tampered, so we're you're not going to this team. How do you I prove mean, that? How do you prove that? You can't do it with players because it's not against the rules. Prove it. It's no, not, but it's no, not it against, is against the rules. The rules. Players to do it. No, it isn't. No, wait. Uh, so not the, the article I read earlier this week said that it is against the rules for players. Excuse me, to try to recruit team players under contract with another team, but there has never been an enforcement of that rule. Excuse me, and the NBA and there's really no like precedent for it. But technically, it is of against the rules. Now, I could be wrong there, but that that's the article I read on ESPN. Uh, good luck. I would say to the NBA, good luck proving it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to prove, but do you, I mean, it's not a, like a democracy. They don't go to like court, right? I mean, can't. I, I don't know. I don't know what the arbitration can't process Silver just is decide like. what happens, like the way David Stern used to just decide things. Yeah, I don't know. E- Eli, you're awfully quiet over there. What's your take? Uh, I don't think there's anything there they can do, to be honest. it's It's happened. It's been happening since. Like 2010, it was a clear example that happened. Oh yeah, With I the mean, Riley uh, dinner. So like, what can yeah. they do? Honestly, like, yeah, they can make people not go to the. Well, weren't the Cavs like thinking about filing something, and then they realized like just let it go because they were trying to do the sign in trade to get something for LeBron because they would rather have that than I don't know LeBron fine half a million dollars or something. Yeah, and all these guys don't want to piss off these agents either. But to me, I mean, uh, Tony Kornheiser says all the time that basically uh, LeBron keeps Adam Silver in his front pocket. And Adam Silver, to me right now, well, I don't even know who the uh, commissioner of the MLB is. but Manfred. Rob Manfred. Yeah, he's. I think he's done pretty well. I mean, Adam Silver, to me, aside from that guy, who I didn't know, but um, is the most ineffectual commissioner in. Oh, really? I don't think he's too bad. You think more so than The players run the league right now. Well, they do. Roger Goodell's a joke. He is, but he's not ineffectual. I mean, he's totally haphazard and incompetent at times, but... He can certainly take it out on players and never fails yeah. to do so when he feels he needs to. But it's so it's so random and and as you said, haphazard. Look at the look at the problem the NFL has right now with how to handle the whole domestic violence versus you know guys that are smoking weed versus yeah. uh, you know guys that are just you know, that are using PEDs, right? Like, yeah, but like, can you like a, like a, like a Titans, a Titans tackle just got suspended four games for using a banned PED and, you know, Tyreek Hill, who, even though oh, nothing, yeah, no, nothing, ha- nothing, he wasn't, he wasn't charged with anything. There's still clear evidence that something bad is going on in that household where a three-year-old got his arm broken and wait, wait, still, it's Tyreek Hill. He's not our guy. No, no he's with the Chiefs. Our, our okay. guy's the guy that's out at 2 a.m. at bars yeah. when he shouldn't be. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, Tyreek Hill's not going to get any, not going not to get anything. Whereas there was a guy, there was, I'm sorry to get off tra- off topic, but there was a guy 
I think he was a he's a um, linebacker or something for the Seahawks, who in 2017 it was was there was a, a there was a report that he had like dragged his ex girlfriend like down like a couple of stairs or something like that, but it, he wasn't charged. It was 2017, and the NFL just now gave him a like a six-game suspension for that. Hmm. Even though he was never charged, even though nothing, you know, nothing was ever substantiated, but that was the re- that was the report or that was her side of the story. So they decided to suspend him for that. And it's like there's no there's no rhyme or reason. Um, what's his name? Didn't didn't Ray Rice Ray Rice got what four games that that he appealed down to two, and that was caught on video. Like that's talk about a train wreck of, of leadership. Like at least Adam Silver is kind of like, he's, he's taken the league, say what you want to about the, you know, about the whole player collusion stuff. But as far as a a league in general and growth of a league and a brand, like he's been at the forefront of that. I mean, I, I would argue that he's actually probably been, probably been one of the most effective, um, whatever commissioners of a sport, in recent well, memory. I guess, I mean, I don't know what the metric should be to define that. I mean, obviously you could look at revenue, like you said, with brand, you could look at exposure and all that kind of stuff. But I think just my personal preference, cause I'm like, I'm the oldest 35 year old you guys have ever met. I think the NBA is doing itself a disservice by becoming this just fraternal, like somewhat glorified, um, globetrotters league where it's hard to really, take it seriously because it doesn't feel like other than maybe Giannis the competition you know is between like players have rivalries anymore or that cities have rivalries it just it just feels like but we're not but but we're honestly not their not their target audience yeah and that's fair and that's fair I'm I'm like I said the first thing I said was this is just from my perspective but I don't know I think one of the reasons like college football endures even though it's an inferior game to the pro game is because people identify tribally with their school and you know the players i you know buy into that they're not all like ohio state players aren't all buddy buddy with michigan players and but but the nba is the cult of personality league because i know it's the you can see their faces they aren't wearing helmets not even batting helmets they there's only five guys that you focus on typically and at any given time, because that's all that's on the floor, it, it's just a it's a it's a it's a larger microscope on the individual player because an individual player can take over a a stretch, a quarter, a half, a game, a series like that in in a way that that just doesn't happen in football outside of maybe a quarterback or baseball outside of maybe a, a, a dominating pitcher you know what i mean like that's just the way it is the basketball just, always has been and and it's evolved right and, and now that with again with with the social with social media with um with players being you know having these sort of like you know all of these all of these sort of back and forths on twitter or instagram or whatever it is the the nba has become the the league that is at the forefront of that stuff and everybody else is in second place i just think it's a disservice like i think the fact that 
it's like an afterthought that the Raptors just won the title is dangerous for the sport. Like, I mean, it's an afterthought because they they did it with the mercenary who went on to the next team, and we'll we'll take them to the but just land most likely throughout the whole thing. It just felt like the focus was on the fluff, as you put it earlier, and all these other things, and it wasn't on the fact that like a really good team that was really well assembled, and a guy like Fred Van Vliet played out of his mind. Like no one's talking about him anymore, and it just yeah. feels like, geez, like that all went. It just kind of happened, and that was it. And then that, we were on to the next thing. And oh my well, gosh, part of it too is part of it too is the injury factor. I mean, let's be real. If if Golden State is even eighty percent healthy in that, they probably win that series easily. Maybe, but I'm just saying. Like, is that it, the, the the NBA season culminates in the championship? That should that should take priority over everything. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. If you would rather talk about you know, ADs impending, whatever in the middle of February, uh, you know, but when you're in the NBA finals and all anyone wants to talk about is well, what's going to happen next year in free agency, or what does this mean for free agency? I just feel like, look, free agency is a small input to a larger system that the goal should be win an NBA championship. And so when you got teams vying for that and it's like game three or four or five, and everyone's just really focused on ex- extraneous things. I mean, isn't that bad for the league? I don't well, know. Sure, but that's part of part of what what gave rise to this was the backlash of the Warriors being basically seen as as unbeatable from day one for each of the last like four seasons, and only a a, a you know a Herculean you know never been never been done before effort by LeBron change that right yeah. so well and if you look at, at it that way and say here's a league here's three. a league where but here's a league where people what are, what have you got to talk about if you know at the end of the day you're just going to run into the juggernaut that is the golden state warriors and that would have been the same story this year if not for injury it's the first year that they had significant injury to deal with and that's what that's what tipped the scales but that's that's what the the league has become i know it, it's not what you want to hear or what probably any of us want to hear on this blog or, or this website, but that's the, that's the way that this league is going. And we might be, we're in the minority of people that want to see these. I mean, if the, the NBA purists would, would, or not purists, uh, apologists would say the, would flip this on you, Tom, and say, well, this year more than ever, anyone can win. Right. This has oh, been the I, I think it's coming great. years, the most parody you've like seen it. since probably since probably 2010. Right. And I, Where, I think that's fine. But I think I can decouple that fact from it seeming like, you know, it, it, it players just go wherever they want to go. And it just I, I don't know how to explain it, but just it, it, it's no longer like I don't know how a fan base can get like you look at the Bucks, right? And I bet you, you know, a lot of them right now are just thinking like, God, I hope Giannis never leaves. You know, I hope he just stays here forever. And a lot of them are probably looking around thinking like, dang it. Like, is he going to stay here or is he going to sign with Rich Paul and find himself, you know, playing with whoever in a couple of years? And I just think it's going to get like I enjoy good basketball, even if it's not my team or whatever. So it's not like the NBA is in danger of going bankrupt or anything. I'm just saying it just feels different to me when it just feels more like pure entertainment and not that like tribal, 
my team yeah. kind of attitude. Exactly what it is. They've taken that route because of the cult of personality that, that the league has become. It's not about marketing teams anymore. It's about marketing players, brands. That's why every how many how many players now have their own line of shoes. How many you know what I mean? Like you look at you look at the at the jersey sales. It's not about teams. It's about individuals. It's about you know who who can be who's the who's the brand of the league now. You know, yeah. And it's and, been and it's I been would... it's been that way for a while, but it's grown. It's certainly gone. It's spiked even more in that direction over the last I'd say ten years. And, and to me, that is a problem that echoes society at large in that, you know, the NBA has become, you know, it, it echoes the larger society of everybody has got an, I got mine, uh, mindset. You know, I don't have to worry about anybody else. I don't have to worry about the league as a whole or society at large because I got mine, you know, I, I'm, my brand's good. So I don't have to worry about anything else or my teammates or whatever, you know, Kyrie Irving being the, the, you know, God, he is such a bad argument. teammate. Huh? Yeah. He is such a bad teammate. Yeah. And it's like, you know, nobody, it, there is not a lot of thinking about the greater good. I, yeah. I, you know, for the league or for your team or whatever. But I, you know, it, to me, uh, the social contract in the NBA is as broken as it is in society. So I can't really fault the players for not being any better than society at large. So, and that's my, that, thank you for coming to my Ted talk. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah. And, and as for tampering, I mean, I, I really do think that, you know, Adam Silver is, is pretty feckless and isn't really going to do anything. I actually think he's feckless. I like it, Nate, man, you're on fire today this is a ted talk <laughs> i really think that he is he's pretty in, ineffectual uh commissioner and and doesn't really want to take a stand on anything just kind of wants to be this you know he wants to be, yeah he wants to be liked by the players yeah he just wants to be liked i mean yeah but because that's the brand guys no the, the... I, i'm not arguing with you eg i'm just saying that's I I don't love it personally, but that's who he is, and I don't think anything is going to change on that front anytime soon. Yeah. Well, when you're making more money than each of the last year, like each yeah, year, every year, why would you? More money. Why would yeah. you change? Why would you look yeah. changing the? They changed the draft, right? They changed the lottery. They'll probably install something that changes tampering. If even we'll if it's just to, a. Yeah. Well, no, I think they'll they'll put something in place. They won't enforce it, but they'll they'll address they'll address it. They'll address it because they, that's what they, they will do. do. What everybody asks, and that's pay it lip service. Yes, well, because that's go. all that's required in this day and age. Yeah, eg or not eg Eli. Sorry, Eli. Anything to add? Unmute. Um. Yeah. I uh... Eli's worried about his rice cooker going off while we're talking. <laughs> Racist? Well, uh, no, he no. literally tweeted us time. that before. Oh, our email. <laughs> oh I wouldn't God, say that. Sorry, I didn't know. I just thought you Wow, Tom. Um, so I agree with you, Nate. I think what the players are doing is just what our society tells everyone else to do in the world. So why would people who happen to play basketball act any differently than 
the majority of people in society do. Yeah. Um, and tampering, I feel like they're going to come to a point where it's going to still happen for sure, but maybe there'll still be some cloth of mystery where they won't leak it. Because, well, I mean, I figured they hired ESPN, hired Woj, so that they could control what they leak, but he still, you know, posts the draft picks two picks ahead. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know how, uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to figure out something or it's just going to be a, re- a repetitive storyline that people don't want to listen to. Well, and, and not only that, I mean, we didn't even talk about on top of the, you know, contacting guys before the moratorium is over, before you're even supposed to be able to contact them. But also supposedly, you know, the Nets offered Kyrie and, uh, Kevin Durant, all these quote unquote, you know, side deals. And of course, yeah. everybody thinks that, uh, Kawhi's Uncle Dennis and Uncle ev- Dennis. Yeah. And everybody who has ever known Kawhi has got some kind of job now with the Clippers. And yeah, when watching Steve Ballmer lose his mind at a press conference, like a <laughs> albino Mr. Potato Head on crack, um, <laughs> he just. I mean, you got to think, well, He's maybe that's part of it. Nate. What? He's just passionate, Nate. <laughs> I know Mr. Potato Head. On crack. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, what are we doing here? Come on. Is it all just become billionaire wish fulfillment? Like, these guys now, all, all of a sudden, I'm cool. You know? Not just become. It's always been. Well, that's it's true. Been, well, it used to be millionaire wish fulfillment, and now it's billionaire wish fulfillment. I'd say ever since, what, 2003, it's been billionaire wish fulfillment. When you said used to, I was thinking of the guns who weren't millionaires when they bought, or billionaires when they bought the team. That's true. But I that's believe good. they were Dan when Gilbert they sold it. Dan yeah. Gilbert wasn't a billionaire, I don't think, when he bought the cast. Yes, he was. Quicken Loans, he was definitely. Yeah, he, a was, he was a billionaire, but. In 05, he was? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Mm. Well, he's a lot richer now. He is. He's much richer. So, I, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I, well, I don't, I don't, I, like, like, easy the Rockets, said. Now, the Rockets talked about putting out a, a, whatever, petition or putting forth a motion to try to move free agency to before the draft, which makes all the sense in the world to me. Uh, absolutely. Which might be a, a good way to short circuit a lot of that stuff where you're just, you, you end the season and then you jump right into free agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only issue with the that, banana boats, the only issue with that is it does possibly make trades a little bit harder on draft night. But yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't, it, it it probably makes more sense to do it that way. Well, especially if you're gonna do it to then like if you're if you're doing like an OKC thing where you're like, all right, well we need some draft picks so we can actually use them this year and start the rebuild, you know, yeah. right away. Then it seems like yeah. it would make more. Sense. The the only the only problem there is you've had these guys who haven't been you know with their college team for four months and they're kind of twisting the wind for a while, but. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it it may make more sense to basically flip-flop the dates of free agency, but you still get this situation where we're a month out uh, with the Chris Paul and uh, Westbrook uh, trade, and that that still may be three weeks after the draft, you know? 
some of these right. things are just not going to solve themselves in a timeline that is convenient for any anyone. So. I don't think we'll ever see again, though, a, a massive contract like that traded for another massive contract like that. It's just, it's just too hard to do. Oh, the math. I think we'll see. It, we'll see it again, but it it may be a while. Not anytime soon, but I, I I've learned in the NBA, never say never. I that's mean, true. Just, I mean, look, Chris Paul will get moved by the deadline for sure. I, I think that's probably true unless he's hurt, which is a, a distinct possibility. He's probably hurt. He's usually hurt. Yeah, yeah he is. He's perpetually yeah. hurt. Yeah, especially if it's the playoffs. Well, should we talk about the West? Well, we uh, first I want to the East or you, you know, want to hit something else? Cover a little Cavs news this week. I mean, obviously. Oh, is there Cavs news other there, than well, long, was long, just... long, 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 Abardi? Yeah, well, you missed that. <laughs> we did cover that without you. Yep. Uh, happy trails. Out through the out through the dog door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Chantix door. Yep. So, um, uh, but the big news this week for the Cavs, other than long so long was that Kevin Love basically pulled out of the World Cup of Basketball, and thank God. Well, yeah, he definitely I mean, get hurt doing that. That doesn't seem like a smart idea for a guy who's missed significant portions of the mm-hmm. Um And right now, it looks like you know Dame Lillard is probably the best player on that team, and he's probably going to be the team captain. Um, in, him and him and Kemba, new new Celtic Kemba Walker. Yeah, in what is there are a lot of Celtics on that team actually. There's Kemba and uh, Marcus Smart, Tatum, Tatum and Smart, and I think Jalen Brown's on the team too. Well, there you go. I mean, it could just be a recruiting tour for uh, Popovich just uh, recruit uh, Celtics players. But yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't know that he's got much to send back at this point in time. I mean, I mean, does the World Cup of Basketball mean anything anymore? Is have we gotten jaded? Um, because the I don't know if the World Cup of Basketball ever meant anything. Yeah, I don't think it ever meant anything. Well, I don't think it means anything to you to the U.S. I think it means things. To well, Team Canada is not sending anybody fancy this well, year. Okay, either. yeah, but Team Canada has never won anything anyway. <laughs> wow! All right. I yeah, mean, they've never won anything. They've never medaled, as far as I can remember. Yeah, probably I mean, not. I mean, it's either Serbia or Spain, Argent- Argentina, or the US or Argentina. Yeah, those are, or or Russia. Right. Yeah, those are like the five teams that are always. Isn't kind Spain of the best usually? Well, U.S. is the best usually, but. Well, I mean, other than the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Spain. Well, Spain. Well, the Gasol brothers are not. Gasol, you got like Berea, isn't he Spanish? Yeah, I mean, Spain's gotten older, and that's hurt them. Ricky Rubio, obviously, but but yeah, I mean, Serbia is probably the second best team because between Doncic and um, yeah, the old like Yugoslavia countries, man, they turn out a lot of good players. Croatia, uh, yeah, the both Bogdanovic or. yeah, Bogdanoviches and uh, uh, who does uh, the center for the Nuggets play for? Jokic. Jokic, I believe, plays for one of those teams as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, his name well, sounds so. like. Is it Croatia? I think. Yeah, it's I think it might be Croatia. Serbian. He's Serbian. Is yeah. Oh, is he Serbian? Okay. So yeah, Serbia is probably the second. I just know that Zach right. Lowe loves him, so I always assumed he was Croatian. Is Zach Lowe <laughs> Croatian? I think so. Yeah. I'm Croatian, by the way. Are you really? Pestex Croatian. I thought you were on Ohioan. 
I am an Ohioan. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I've pretty much only drank two types of water in my life. It was either from Lake Erie or the Ohio River. <laughs> I've only lived in two watersheds. Is there a is there a Cro- Croatian bottled water? Not that I know of. <laughs> that sounds like a Google search. Yeah. Um. um yeah. I, I mean, no, I don't ahead, know why anybody cares about about international basketball, with the exception of the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, the Olympics are cool, but I mean, maybe I, that's maybe that's centrist of me, or I mean, whatever just, they call it. Well, like. oh, I wouldn't worry about that on this pod, but um, I mean, it's just it's like a different game, you know. I mean, it's just not what we're used to. Yeah. I I like uh, international basketball. I like World Cup of basketball. Do you uh, like I it think... when when Miles Plumley is your backup center? <laughs> it's better. Is than... he the good Plumley? Mason or Mason? No, Mason. Yeah. I'm thinking Mason. Miles is the one that one can't of the Plumleys is on the team. Miles can't get off the bench for Atlanta, so one of the Plumleys just joined the team. Yeah, I mean, I I do. I root for. Like they invited JJ Redick. They invited JJ Redick, and he's got to think about it. So, like, would you rather be the Plumley Brothers or the Zeller Brothers? I would much rather be the Plumley Brothers. They made a lot more money. Yeah, I mean, look Miles at you, Plumley, all about the Benjamins. Plus, the Plumleys wow. look a little more comfortable in their own skin. I think. Yeah. The Zellers look like they—they're <laughs> cursed being so big. Yeah, I we, just wanted to be a salesperson. Plus, they—plus, <laughs> they just smelled you talking about them. I just wanted to sell Eureka vacuum so. cleaners door to door, and I had to be seven feet tall. <laughs> you think Moscow plays for the Russian team? Probably, yeah. He should miss, if he doesn't. This Moscow, what a goofy guy! Remember those bar commercials? Oh yeah. The brew garden. Get the brew stuff out of here. I'm hungry for the brew garden. <laughs> He's staring right at that. That was uh, that was possibly my favorite. With the backwards jersey. John Clark article <laughs> of all time when he was talking about the fact uh, that they actually made him fake sandwiches for the commercial. <laughs> uh, Krolik, rest in peace. <laughs> I don't think he's dead. Well, he's not. He's not actually dead, but okay, I, mean, I don't think so. Probably, this is probably. <laughs> oh, thank you for uh, clarifying. Uh, another in the list of conversations we should probably not continue. <laughs> so, just so you know, here's a here's a great uh, change of subject segue. Uh, bottled water from Croatia, the Fine Waters brand, is uh, fine bottled water of Croatia. So there you go. Cool. That's a terrible name. What's it? Really called? is. Fine, F-I-N-E, waters. <laughs> fine waters. Water it's fine. Of Croatia fine. includes... How's the water there? It's fine. That reminds <laughs> me of that commercial where it's like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I love the one that uh, takes place in the uh, the sports memorabilia shop where he talks about signing the Houston Rockets championship oh, poster. Yeah. And he's Signed like, that one left-handed? <laughs> like, you got to make them all different. Yeah. Gotta have some variety. All right, so, so no. Does anybody like, poll? Would anybody care about about? Uh, is it I, I still do. called FIBA? F I B A or yeah? I do. I enjoy Federation of International Basketball Association. Or something? It is maybe because by the time I get to some September, September, I'm so jonesing for uh, for some any basketball. kind of basketball. Yeah, that isn't you know WNBA. Not that. Uh, the WNBA is watchable. I do enjoy it, but 
I'm 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 jonesing for some high level basketball, and usually I'm going to have a case. hard time jonesing for Cavs basketball this year. I'm sorry to say. Oh, it might be rough. They could be really bad. I mean, they and this was the other Cavs news: their inability to sign another wing, which they desperately could use. Uh, Dragon Bender signed it uh, with another team today. Uh, who was the other guy that they were kind of looking at? What? Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney. They need, wing. they need wings, right? Oh, jeez. Eli, who was the other guys they were looking at? I mean, obviously, the other name was Sendarius Thornwell, and then was there somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, they also were looking at uh, uh, Blossom, Brian Jaron Blossom Game Black. Back. Yeah, and I think he is still under contract with the team. Obviously, they didn't get Nawaba. I mean, there's guys yeah. out there. I liked Cameron Reynolds, but he signed a two-way with uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Wayne Selden, who played with the Bulls last year, is still out there. Um, I like Cinderius. There's still, uh, there's still like, isn't Jonathan Simmons still breathing? I mean, he's really old now, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like the type of player they should go for, defensive-minded yeah. wing who could maybe shoot some threes. I but think they should play all all point guards. <laughs> It'd be a I'll revolution. Just see, and just see how that goes. Yeah, just see how it goes. Yeah, like under six three. I mean, it'd be fun to watch. I'd, I'd have a good time watching that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the sad thing is, I think it'd be more effective than playing all like big men. Um, it probably they could have that would. line. Oh, they could have that lineup too. They could do like the all big men lineup, <laughs> the all point guard lineup. Just that. Just they could. They could make a. We could make a drinking game out of like not playing wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, what else can we, like, actually look forward to this season other than, I like... I thought Austin I, Carr had the market cornered on drinking games with the Cavs. That's true. But, honestly, like, I, aside from maybe seeing, like, okay, well, I don't know what Darius Carlin's going to look like. He played all five games in his college career. I don't know what Kevin Porter Jr. is going to look like because he played all the, like, 11 games in his college career. I, don't, I have no idea what to expect from these guys. None of them played in Summer League, except for Dylan Windler, who... Looks like he's got a good shot, but, you know, if he can't get open because no one's passing him the ball, then what does it matter? Like, I I hope, like, best case scenario, I hope Kevin Love plays well enough so they can actually trade him for something at the deadline and actually do the full, and actually, maybe a wing, and actually do the full reboot here because they just seem to be just collecting bits and pieces that I'm not sure they're going to ultimately that that make that much sense on the court. Yeah. I mean, I want to be optimistic. I do. I I want to be, you know, I want to be like, hey, well, maybe Darius Garland is, you know, all that, and just everybody slept on him, and maybe Kevin Porter Jr. becomes the sort of like, you know, Marcus Smart who can shoot kind of a guy, and you know, maybe maybe Colin Sexton can coexist with Darius Garland. Maybe maybe he becomes the new Jordan Clarkson. They move. Clarkson for a, a pick or something like that, but maybe Ew, don't say that you don't really want to know how your garden grows, cause I just want to fly. Sorry. Wait, what's happening? That was that was me channeling oh. the uh, um oasis. oasis? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just you had a lot of maybes in there, and I was oh maybe yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of maybes. Well, that's just this is the season of maybe. Right? Oh, nice. 
Nice. I think it's the season of they're going to suck. I don't think <laughs> there's a lot of... No, but maybe maybe they'll suck. Maybe they'll be okay, but who knows? I don't think they'll be okay. I think they're going to win like 25 games at most. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good at all, and I don't think they want to be Had to be, be improvement over last year, I guess, right? I mean, it, will, would it be? Didn't they win what, 21 games last year? Well, I said at most. I didn't say like average. Uh, well, right. What, what, nice math, EG. I mean, I I don't know. I think they're going to be pretty bad, though. A, a because the East is better. Uh, B, I think the West is going to be better. I don't think there's going to be as many tanking teams, but I think the Cavs are going to be one of them. Well, so. their best defense. They were a terrible defensive team, and their best defensive player is gone. So yeah, at least on the perimeter, yeah. But at least they're well. They did lose uh, defensive wizard. Mike Longabardi. So yeah, you think who knows uh, enough? So what you're really saying is just the absence of Longabardi. They're going to win like ten more games easily. They might. Uh, They might. And and (laughs) by the way, a beeline's a pretty good coach. I mean, if he can figure out that jump from college to to pros, he's the guy that that actually may be able to unlock some of these guys. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them winning twenty games this year. As long as they're smart about planning for the future, and as long as they've got Beeline and other guys on the staff, I mean, I like JB Bickerstaff. I like this. Um, I don't know, forget her name, but the the former head coach of uh, 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 she Colorado head, Cal, yeah, Cal Berkeley. Uh, I like Cal. I like that that they've got these really interesting coaches on the staff that Lindsay can Gottlieb. work with these young. Yeah, Lindsay Gottlieb. Thanks. That can work with these young guys. Because that's the future. The Cavs are never going to be a free agent destination. They weren't when LeBron was here. They aren't, they aren't now. They're just not going to be that team. They're going to have to build it from the ground up. They're going to have to find stars and be able to have a lot of guys get good at the right time, make a couple of key free agent signings around the edges. And even then, the ceiling is probably competing for – you know, maybe the third or fourth seed in the East. Well, you know what I, I mean? Like that's, that's, I, the, I, I that's the reality believe, for the What? I don't believe in those kinds of ceilings. I mean, if the Spurs showed us anything it, that, you know, you draft well, you luck into a transcendently good player and you luck into a transcendently good coach and then you have some awesome draft picks, then you that's can That's a lot of ifs. Well, wow. that's a lot. I think the Cavs could look at. I mean, but the the Cavs could look at a team like the Pacers. You know, I mean, they've done a nice job. Oh, of I don't staying think relevant. the Pacers yeah. are probably a team that doesn't get that doesn't get out of the the conference finals. Oh, uh, I think if they're healthy, they could do some serious damage. Well, this year. but when they do, come talk to us. When they get healthy? No, when I mean when they do, they got to do that first before you can take them as a model for the Cavs because. That one of the Pacers. Well, I'm just saying the for the finals. next couple of years, they could take him as a model. I mean, I get what you're saying, but yeah. it's more than ever a league of because no more the super teams. It's the we've got two two superstars and depth. So how do you compete with that? You've well, got to have a lot. Yeah, and you've got to you've got to build a war chest of assets and and players and yeah. But I all the more reason why I'm why I'm saying like I'm okay with them being a 21 team, but I need to see progress with these young yeah. guys. I need to see real coaching. I need to see them the front office 
with Dan and Kobe making smart decisions, like all these things they talked about making smart decisions about didn't pan out, right? Like JR didn't pan out, even though they extended him. Like they couldn't find a way to turn that into anything. They overestimated the market on that, which was a which was a misfire, right? Uh, they, I agree with Nate, you. Nate Long Nate Long complains about the the awful Laker trade that Uh-oh. that wound up, you know. Yeah. And and then the follow up with the with the Celtics trade. Now I've rebutted that by saying, look, the way that that went down, the timing with which Kyrie demanded the trade. Yeah. There were no options on the table. There was really very few places they could ship him out to and I mean, get were, anything of value in return. They could have yeah. held on to him, but we've seen from what's happened the last couple of years with Kyrie in Boston that holding on to Kyrie would have been a bad idea. And they were scared. I mean, he threatened to, like... Get the not, knee surgery. Yeah. And he and did anyway. Well, in the year after Mo Williams, remember? They yeah. lost out on a roster spot because he went and had surgery. Yep. But I'm just saying, like... It's that, been that is a, that's a little bit BS, but yeah, it's been but. a combination of bad, bad decisions, or or overvaluing certain things, and then the drafting has been okay. Like, look, Sexton proved in the second half of last year that he was worth the eighth pick. It just did. I mean, he yeah, I, I, I mean, they were going to get that better at that point. No, yeah, I, I I'm okay. Like I'm, you know, where I we are maybe, now. Maybe you make a, a an argument for Miles Bridges, but anybody else beyond that fell beyond Shai eight. Gilgis Alexander or nah, McCass. That guy's that guy's so far overrated. I love that the Clippers are now like crying, like, oh, we were so sad to part with Shai Gilgis Alexander. That guy's gonna fail spectacularly in the <laughs> OKC. That guy's Bring terrible. It. He is terrible, and he's so overrated. And I hate that guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, we are we are slinging the hot take. You know tonight. why? Because that guy said, "I don't want to go to Cleveland." Yes, you know what? that guy. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm glad you got traded to Nowheresville, OKC, Shaggy, yeah. Alexander. I hope you're out of the league and playing in China yeah. in three years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you go have a baby with Jonathan Luker, I bet it'll be ugly as sin. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. I just get fired up about that kind of no, stuff. No, but- yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think. I think that guy's overrated too. I mean, I'll take I'll take a guy like Colin Sexton who who oh, yeah. is in the gym all he day long and just trying for. to make himself better. Like he is easy that guy's to great. Yeah, I love that guy. Agreed, he is very easy. I don't to care if he never okay, turns into anything. Now that we're I love talking that about guy. Sexton. Can we talk a little bit about that stupid ass? Uh, pardon my French. Ringer article that ranked the, the Cavs as the twenty eighth. Wor- best team in terms of players under 25 because they're using war as a, you know wins against replacement metric as Colin Sexton one of the worst war players in the association last year does and the ringer still exist it yeah. does and let me just does anyone care I don't know I, I haven't but read a let me just get on my soapbox ever. a little bit about the ridiculousness of using advanced on off stats like war for a team like the Cavs who you and who everybody on this podcast watched I if they were not intentionally trying to lose games at times last year they certainly weren't at least trying to win them at times last year and for sure I mean if you're gonna start using war as a stat to evaluate players on the Cavs we might as well be using war to evaluate players on the Washington Generals. I mean, it's yeah. about as ridiculous. 
I no, mean, it's it's all about clickbait and trying to get yeah, just trying to get skewed. St- you can make stats tell any story. Tom's yeah. told us that before, and it's absolutely correct. Yeah, and you can you can spin it any way you want to. We know what we saw last year, and we saw potential, and we saw a kid who looked pretty lost for the first three or four months, and then looked like he figured it out. And mm-hmm. Kevin Love coming back and being healthy was a big part of that because all of a sudden he wasn't the the rookie thrust into this focal point of the offense trying to figure out the NBA yeah. after playing a year under under Avery and, Johnson at Alabama. Like, and, and forced now, into a starting role that, frankly, he probably wasn't ready for yet. No, not at all. And he may never be a, a well, starting point but, guard. But he may, especially he may then, be best served as a sixth man off the bench. Who knows? But especially then, I mean, it was obvious at the time he was named the starting point guard. He wasn't the best point guard on the team, but they oh. felt he could grow into that role. And you got to take your lumps to grow into that role. Exactly. No, but and, having having a having a, a player the caliber of Kevin Love in the front court for defenses to focus on, all of a sudden this kid who is a gym rat who works on his shot all the time is now got some open looks. And yeah. guess what? He started to hit those open looks. And guess what? The kid who didn't get invited to the all rookies first or second team for the all star game was arguably the best top, th- top three rookies yeah, it was in the second half of the three. year. Definitely top three. I mean, you could argue he was the best. I well, I mean, it's hard to go past Donkic and, and uh. maybe Trey Young. But, um, but you know, look, he was definitely in that mix. And you look at that and you say, that's great improvement. At, under And I like Larry Drew as a coach, and I thought he helped improve these young guys. I thought he helped work with Sexton. He worked with Jetty. He worked with a lot of these young guys to make them better players, Larry even though Nance. the team was clearly, yeah, Larry Nance Jr. Like even though the clean team was clearly trying to tank. So I imagine they're going to continue to try to tank tank by not tank, whatever, because God forbid they lose their top 10 protected pick to Atlanta this coming yeah. off season. So they want to hang on to that. And if they can look, I don't want to see Kevin Love go, but if they got, if they got blown away by by an offer by a, a team on the verge of contention, at, you know, before the trade deadline, and got a maybe maybe not a a uh, uh, what do you call it a uh, uh, PG thirteen kind of haul, but maybe half of that they got a couple number ones and a young player for Kevin Love to a team that's desperate for a a second or third star, then yeah. I think you kind of have to pull that trigger, unfortunately, or fortunately, if well, it, and, as long as it's a situation that's good for Kevin. Yeah, it, you kind of got to judge the situation as it comes. I mean, I'm not going to rule or trade Kevin, but... Um, never trade yeah, Andy, yeah. never trade Andy. Yeah, you got to judge the situation, and we'll see what happens this year. I, my, For my money, a couple things I would love to see happen. I would love to see Kevin Love have a healthy year. Uh, for his own sake, because he deserves it, because he's busted his butt and is one of the players that I admire most in the league right now, just because of, you know, his stand on mental health, the fact that he signed a contract extension with the Cavs. Um, he just seems like a good dude. Um, and I wish him, I wish him health. I mean, I don't think that's the most outrageous thing to wish for a player. And, uh, and it would be good for the Cavs, uh, whether or not they move him or not. I'd love to see him healthy all year. And then in addition to that, 
Um, I would love to see, you know, we had, uh, Mike Schreiner wrote an article about Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he'd like to see Jordan Clarkson get moved. And kind of my take on that is, well, if you want to see Jordan Clarkson get moved, then you want to see him play well and you want to see him get some minutes. So, that a team yeah. would want to grab him because, yeah. you know, long term, I think it's going to be much like last year. Every kind of quarter of the season is going to be a little bit different for the Cavs. There's just not going to be one sure. storyline that dominates the whole season. It's going to well, be. Don't forget, yeah. Don't forget Tristan's also an expiring. A- so absolutely. He, he could and, easily get moved at the trade deadline too. And, Cause he, and Brandon he's Knight. still in it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I and forgot God about forbid Knight. Matthew Delavidova. So. Yeah. Hey, hey! Don't you knock Dally? I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying, like at at this stage of the game, you need to get as much turnover as you can for expiring deals because they failed. Because you don't know where they're going to end up. Look, they failed spectacularly to get anything for Jr. They overestimated what that what that market was going to be. And you got to wonder how many deals they turned down. Well, all of them sound like they were going to take on take on massive money. Unfortunately, and and even though they claim that they're willing to do that, that I don't know that I'm yeah, not I sure mean, that's I, true. I'd have to see what they turned down, and I don't think we'll ever see that. So no, it sounds like Miami was the main thing, and and I think Miami was trying to dump like Dion, I don't like Dion or Olenek or oh, yeah, they need James to bring Johnson. Dion back. Yeah, bring but they have, they have Miami's got a ton of bad contracts, and they'll probably trade a couple of them and some picks for. Chris Paul at, before the deadline. So. Miss me some Dion. Men lie, women lie. Buckets yeah. dent. Buckets dent. Yeah. Probably Dion goes back to OKC as part of the Chris Paul deal. I would think. <laughs> Probably. Oh, that'd yeah. be so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then and then so, OKC will release him or you know stretch and stretch and and pay him out or settle him out and then he'll, maybe he can come back to Cleveland. Yeah. So uh let's uh kind of continue our uh our story from last week which was uh grading all the NBA teams in free agency and we made it through the west last no the week, east or the east I'm sorry yeah last week and uh let's let's grade the west All right So um you want to start it off I well let's let's pick a division to start it off with um hold on one second Let's uh, save let's save the Pacific for last. Yeah, I absolutely. Save the uh most comical for last. Yeah. What's the Dallas division? Is that the uh, that mount, is mountain? The, yeah, that's South or something? Something like the Southwest. Yeah, Southwest. Let's do Southwest first. Yeah, hold on one second. I gotta pull up the NBA standings page because it is yeah, so we got the Southwest Division, and the Southwest Division was pretty loaded last year. I mean, we had four playoff teams, uh, starting with, well, we'll start at the bottom, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, how would you grade their offseason, Tom? I don't know what they did. So they missed out on D'Angelo Russell. Okay, that's fine. And they didn't really do much else. I mean, okay. uh, so they, they didn't get any better, and they were a Bubble well, team and last they got um, Jared Culver. I don't even know who that is. That's the guy a lot of people want. They got rid of Sarge, though. Yeah, that's true. Wait, they had, they had Sarge? I thought he was yeah, on. Yeah, because they got him in the Jimmy Butler deal. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought he was Philly. Okay. <laughs> Tom's just been released from his time yeah. canister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or time capsule. Wait a minute. Did you say, you, did we start with the Timberwolves? You said? Yeah, we started with the Timberwolves. Oh, so we're in the Northwest. Yeah, I'm sorry. So All nothing right. exciting, but doesn't sound like they did anything really stupid either. Yeah, I mean, other than hanging on to uh, Andrew Wiggins, but I don't know. Well, who's taking Andrew Wiggins? Well, exactly. <laughs> they're going to hired Ryan they're gonna have to attach a, at least one, maybe two first-rounders for somebody to take that contract. I don't know. Yeah, and they signed Ryan Saunders, who was their interim head coach last year. Is Andrew Wiggins Flipside. the new, like, Jeff Green? No, because oh. Jeff Green didn't never had a contract as bad as Andrew's. Okay. So, what do you grade them, Eli? Is he the new Josh Smith? <laughs> that, that's a good comp, actually. It's not the worst comp. I'll give you that. Although Josh Smith, <laughs> right. Josh Smith blocked a lot more shots than Andrew Wiggins ever did. But they I think both he's didn't the, make a lot of threes. I think he's the new Larry Hughes. Ooh, nice. That's a good one. But Hughes was never seen as really like an athletic player. They signed uh, Noah Vonley. Yikes. Oh God, they're uh, yeah. they're uh, they're they're in trouble. Minnesota doesn't know where they are. Yeah, and I mean, how long before Cat uh, asks for a trade? That's the uh, real maybe, question. Maybe November. <laughs> okay, so what do you grade them? Eg, um, I would give them a. Uh, I'd give them a. A little yachty uh, song, cold like cold like Minnesota. They are they are cold like a corpse in Minnesota. Okay, Eli. Um, I'll give him a C for C cat out of there. <laughs> oh, Tom, what do you grade Minnesota? Um, I'm gonna give him a C for. I'm gonna give him an MC for Magic Carpet, that Wiggins meme. Okay, and I, I yeah. will give them um, <laughs> the Aladdin one. I will give them five Glenn Taylors because Glenn Taylor, the owner, does not hasn't done anything in the twenty five plus odd years that he's on that team. So they could use four more of them. So that's that's my grade for them. It's okay, like Flip Saunders's kid up. Um, Minnesota. Yeah, Cold he's Minnesota. he's the head coach now. Okay. Okay, so Oklahoma City Thunder, um, <laughs> interesting team. So, uh, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they traded away. What's left? Chris Paul? A lot of draft picks and Stephen Adams and Shy Gilgus Alexander <laughs> and Shy oh. Gilgus Alexander. There you go. What a way to start a franchise. There you go. Um, and of course the umlaut. The umlaut, yes. He'll be moved. Oh, he's, he's no, moved. he won't. That that contract is poison. He's got two years, thirty million left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. have to, no, the Nets will trade for him after Kyrie goes down. Ooh, dang! Wham with the that, right hand. That was EG. hot. <laughs> so, eg, what's your grade? I mean, I give him an A plus because they realized they weren't going to do anything with i mean they got bounced in the first round by portland yeah right like and i know portland went to the finals but like come on like they got a huge haul look sam presti sam presti built for the future and for their eventual 
you know, move back to Seattle. They're kind of like the anti-Houston in a way. Yeah. And then what do they have, like 17 draft picks in the next five drafts? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, and the yeah. funny thing is, is there's an irony in that Oklahoma City is does have some affection for Chris Paul because he played there in the yeah. two years that... The uh, Katrina years. The Katrina years. Yeah, there you go. Wow. They, got old they won't, they won't have an affinity long enough to try to send him to ship him to Miami for something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why would Miami want him is my question. Just because they, they need another star to put next to Jimmy Butler. And he'll be, aside from Kevin Love, one of the few they might be able to get their hands on. And I feel like if Chris Paul can't get along with anyone, he's not going to get along with Jimmy Butler. Right? Isn't Butler pretty high maintenance? Yeah. He always has been. Oh. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tom, what's your grade for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Um, well, like, on one hand, I totally agree with EG. Like, what a haul. Um, so, like, just for this offseason, I give them an A. But as an organization, man, there's a lot of MVPs, uh, MVP players that got their MVP wearing a different jersey. Yeah, so. And their and their rings. And their rings, Yeah. <laughs> So, Eli, what, what's your grade for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll give them a, a B plus. It's ironic because I think in our email chain, everyone was dogging them for taking all the picks and not getting enough players. But I think the picks um, are going to still be valuable because if there is a chance to trade for bad contracts or stars, they have the most ammunition to do so. But um, at the same time, they're going to be high picks until like 2026, whenever those picks are rolling. But yeah, I think overall they did the best they could given the circumstances. So B plus. So I am going to give them. I'm sorry, did I mean to interrupt you? What were you gonna? Thought you were finished. Who? You're good, Eli. Eli. Okay, so I'm gonna give them. Got his rice cooker to attend to. <laughs> I'm never gonna live that down with you, Tom. Am I? <laughs> like, you... <laughs> well, I shouldn't have any context. Well, yeah. So I'm Rice gonna give them uh, one Oscar Martinez uh, babies Ooh. playing jazz poster from the oh, office. Oh, yes. Um, oh my gosh. Because clearly, we don't know what Oscar Martinez is going to be able to do now that Chris Paul is no longer a Houston yeah. Rocket. Rogue and, steers. And they cannot make those State Farm commercials in Houston anymore, <laughs> even though they're still airing them. It's it's weird as hell to see those uh, one where the Houston mascots blowing up uh, Chris Paul's house with <laughs> with, oh, with a James t-shirt Harden. gun. Yeah, with a t-shirt gun. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna... maybe they'll do one where they're out storm chasing. Yeah, I'm gonna give them one, uh, but. My favorite Oscar from the Office moment is the babies playing jazz posters. Uh, that that's my grade because I don't see the Thunder recovering from this anytime soon. I think they're going to get a lot of crappy draft picks that they're not going to do anything decent with, and then they're going to wait a minute. They're going to have a you know what up. the best Oscar moment though is. I right? don't know the one where Michael goes explain to me like I'm eight. <laughs> he starts explaining it, and he's like, explains to me like I'm five. He's like, your mommy and daddy let you open a lemonade stand. 
That is definitely the best Oscar moment. Well, there you go. So they're going to get stuck with a pissed off Cal Drogo, and it's going to be a a crap show in Oklahoma City for the most. They're going to have draft picks that they'll have draft picks that extend beyond the life of the actual NBA. (laughs) Yeah, at the rate it's going with yeah player friendly Adam Silver. Yeah. So okay. So the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Tom Pestak. You don't. Oh, why I am I asking you? Radar. You don't even know who the Utah Jazz has. Yes, I do. They got Mike Conley. And ooh, um, well, I know they lost um, the guy that's been there forever. That used to be on my fantasy team. He did nothing for me. <laughs> Their they center, got, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, yeah. yeah, they got him. He's good. But they <laughs> lost. What's his face? Oh, the guy that played for Kentucky, and I can't think of him either. The other Thad Young. <laughs> no, you went to the Pelicans. Derek Favors. Yeah, Derek Favors. I love yeah, the other Thad Young, Derek Favors. I hate one you. of like I hate seven you. Derek's in the NBA who are all double R I C K. Nice. There's no like after Derek. So Fisher okay. Retired, so what are you giving? No, like, what's your grade for the Jazz? I give him an A. I mean, I okay. think they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. I love the move to get Conley. Oh, over Ricky Rubio, who made no sense on that team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Conley's a stud. He is probably the best player no one's talked about for a decade. Uh, I agree. I hope he finally makes an all-star game. Before him, it was Kyle Lowry, but people talk about him now. Yeah, it's just because he could never get into the... Now that Chris Paul has been put out to pasture, maybe he'll make an all-star <laughs> game. Yeah, he has been put out to pasture. Okay, uh, uh, Eli. But I can't give him an A. I gotta give him something cool, so I'll give them a... Uh, I'll give them a, um, mailman delivery, uh, Seriously? um, I don't know. I, all right. I'll, <laughs> gi- I'll give them an A. I'll give them an A. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> Eli, it's, it's not going to be hard to top that. <laughs> yeah. I would give them, since we're sticking with the office, I would give them the Scott Scott's promise before the episode hit. <laughs> Scott Stotts. Okay, wait. Hey, that. Mr. Scott, what we gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> nice, nice. So okay. Before that episode, gives them laptop batteries. <laughs> God. <laughs> so you give them laptop batteries? Is that what you're saying, Eli? Well, I think it's it sounds all great to be honest, and there are people are <laughs> already saying like they could win the West, but they're but... still Utah. It's still Utah. Yeah. And all this, Carl Malone, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter today, but uh, there's a thread about Carl Malone blowing up today. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What do you mean blowing up? Look, he's going to explode? Is he going after Kobe's wife again? About how he, uh, you know, he's just like a terrible person. He, like, paid this. Carl Malone? Carl Malone's not a terrible person. Carl Malone? He's so bad. No, he's not. It's no about way. all like the all the kids he's fathered and like how he's in none of their lives and even the oh, ones no. that like, made the NFL and stuff. Like he's he, like Sean all he gives him is laptop batteries. <laughs> the, uh, is Carl Malone like Sean Kemp? Does he have like a million kids that he, he doesn't? Yeah, like? I have heard about this. Yes. Uh, let's keep going because we're gonna. Run out of <laughs> no good can come from this. I give him. I'll give him uh, seven be- Carl Malone beanie babies. Okay. Oh. Y'all got them okay. any Barbie? Beanie, ba- <laughs> beanie babies? 
You got those beanie babies? Uh, I'm Carmelo gonna give not them... looking to buy beanie baby. Carmelo looking to sell beanie, beanie baby. baby. What are you talking about? Have you not Crank, seen the Carmelo beanie babies? Crank eggers. Oh wow, no, I have not seen that. Okay. Oh man. I'm gonna I'm gonna Go- give them. Yeah, Google that. I'm gonna give them uh, three miniature stifle towers, and uh, that's a great name. Yeah, I mean, basically, the problem with Utah is they've got a lot of guys that do one thing really well, and they're not really like you look at um, the Eiffel Tower. Rudy Gobert, really good defensive player, but you can't play him against a team like the Rockets or like. You can uh, now. The Warriors. Maybe you can. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it all depends on how playable that I guy is. I just think is. they're going to they're gonna rue the day they got rid of La Flama Blanca. La Flama Blanca. Yeah. Who? Uh, where did La Flama Blanca sign? M- Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'm I'm excited for Milwaukee. Did he take like a vet min there, or did they actually? Pay yeah. Him no. He bit? he took a vet min. Yeah. Wow. So he took a vet min. Yeah. He didn't go to the Lakers. No. He wanted to go play for his old coach. Uh, the oh, Atlanta bud. Yeah, yeah, bud. Yeah. yeah. The best okay. regular season coach this side of Mike Brown. The T Blazers. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers. E.G. Um, I like what they did. I mean, they needed to get somebody in there. I wish they would have traded for uh, Tristan instead of Hassan Whiteside because I think Hassan is only only marginally interested in playing basketball anymore. But they at least well, they got it's a somebody. Contract to, year though, so he'll be. Well, and at least they got again. somebody to fill in for Nurkic while he recovers from that pretty bad. Uh, yeah, and they just signed Paul Gasol injury. today. Was yeah. Eddie Curry the guy that like just didn't want to play anymore? Who was that? Who was the guy that just? I mean, other than Andrew Bynum, who was the guy that was really good? <laughs> was, just didn't want to oh, play. Oh, Larry Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had the the emotional issue, so but. Um, I don't know. I like to. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Blazers after seeing their the, oh the greatest game ever. overtime playoff game last year. Yeah, in that person. was insane so, that you saw that. It was. It was completely random and insane, but cool. And I don't know. I just the Blazers. I I love because they got slighted again. They have like the worst odds of of the top like eight teams to to win the title. And I, I like that Lillard uses that as fuel. And I I love CJ McCollum and his game and. I thought I thought they made some solid moves. I, I was a little Stark did County they give Zone. Away, did they give away Jake Lehman? I thought they might have. Or they lost Ed yeah, Davis did. too, didn't they? Yeah, they did lose they did. Ed Davis. So, but to the who did he go to? Oh, I don't. Did he go to the Clippers. Yeah, I think he did go to the Clippers. No, Anyways. they didn't have Ed Davis. Ed Davis was on the Nets last year. That's right. They used to have Ed Davis they used like to have years him. ago. Yeah. But remember, I just got on my time capsule, Nate. So it's true. That's true. I don't know. I like I like Swaggy the Blazers. P, by the way, is he out of the league? Who? Yeah, Swaggy P. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he after he won the title with the uh, the Warriors, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, I he might have played in China last year. Is he still like? Wasn't he dating someone kind of famous? Yeah, but when you leave the Lakers, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> Okay, so Trailblazers. <laughs> yeah, I give I give the Blazers uh uh what a I give them three roses for nice you know the garden. Okay, so <laughs> Tom, what do you give the? I abstain. 
You abstain, Eli. We've we've I'm lost here. Eli. I uh, know I'm here. Um, I think they didn't get better, but because the West is just better, they're going to be way worse. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really buy the white side argument, even though it's a contract here. So, I think I'd give them a B minus. See, I and... think they did get better because I think Kent Bazemore is going to be a lot better of a wing than. Oh yeah, forgot about Blazemore. Well, I think oh, it's I get, just going to be so much that. better for that team than uh, than Turner for sure. Than Turner yeah. because Turner was just a hot garbage. Yeah, I mean he's a guy who couldn't score, and they actually have more parts that make sense between Baysmore and Rodney Hood now, who just got injected with confidence in the and you know their secret weapon who they are just in love with. Oh, and for Nasser Sim- Little, no, Anthony Simons. They got Nasser Little too, though. I love yeah, and they game. got Nasser Little late in the first round. So, and then uh, Tom has to go. So we're gonna say via Condios, Tom Bestack. Oh man, I wanted to hear all about the riding mower with the <sighs> I know, floodlights with the next time with the floodlights. Yeah, ah, killing us, Tom. I guess we'll have to do that on the next podcast. But I, so I'm gonna give the Blazers the. Um, I'm gonna give them a Dundee. Because I think they could do something special this year. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give them a Dundee. So there we go. I, I think there's an outside chance they could come out of the West. All right. Denver. Denver. Ooh, I think Denver had a monster. I don't think they needed to do anything other than, you know, learn how to win in the playoffs and probably losing in the playoffs. They needed to get the experience and... So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them uh one who is the famous trainer for Kobe and Michael Jordan? Rob Palinka? No. <laughs> no. You you're killing me now. Michael Jordan's trainer was Tim Grover. I'm gonna give him one Tim Grover because if they can get uh a Tim Grover for Nikola Jokic, uh they could be a championship team. So there we go. Well, and, I give the and, I, and you probably give them two bowl bowls, two bowls. I give them a fa- absolute failure because they drafted bowl bowl. <laughs> that team was that team is going to crater, and they won't make the playoffs. <laughs> nice. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know they you shouldn't are. have drafted bowl bowl, uh, but I would I would say the Nuggets are poised to probably as much as anybody if they realize their potential to go to the finals, but um. But they're gonna need to have they're gonna need to have guys step up. Yeah. You yeah, like I would wanna give that team a healthy knee for Michael Porter Jr. because I, I don't think it's his good knee, as, I think it's his back. Or I'll give him whatever he needs. Because if he <laughs> had it, I think that team could be they're like the biggest dark horse because they were the second they had the second best record in the yeah. West. They yeah. didn't have to do much, and you know the Warriors are obviously worse now. now I don't well, know I the Clippers. Jeremy, Jeremy Grant was a sneaky good pickup too. Yeah, and they're oh, insanely yeah. deep. Yeah, and you know they have that core intact for what three, four years now. So there's a lot of chemistry there that's better than all the other teams in the West right now. Yeah, good, good call. All right, good call. Okay, so what do we got? Southwest, next? Southwest, Southwest. Kick us off there. Uh, the Mavericks. 
Oh, I'm going to give him um I'm going to give him a Puerto Rican cigar because the Cubans are unavailable. They're they're absent. You can't get a Cuban because I don't know. I was doing something there, but yeah, Cube that they were terrible this offseason. They had so many things they could have done that they didn't do and they're going to be okay. They're going to be a little bit better, but they needed to make more moves and they didn't do them. So I'm going to give them. They did sign Bobin, though. Yeah, they did sign Durkinder Lumper. So I'll give them that. But uh, they needed they needed guards. They needed big wings who could defend, and they didn't get any. Well, they got Donkic, right? Yeah, who could defend being the key point. I mean, they did sign Wright from Memphis, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What uh what about you? Uh yeah. I mean look, it's all gonna be about Chris Stapps and how he comes back. And, if Porzingis and... can be if Porzingis can be anywhere close to the player he looked like he was turning into, then I think they can make some noise. But otherwise, from an off season perspective, I don't disagree with you. I thought there were a lot of moves they could have made and I think the the problem with the the Porzingis deal is it it strapped them a little bit um, cap wise I think so um, yeah I think I'd probably give them uh probably give them a uh, uh what is it the the German three the, the I have no from, idea from uh from Inglorious Bastards I, I don't you know where you, the with the thumb and the two fingers instead of the three fingers mistake. <laughs> yeah, I would give the Mavericks a truckload of vodka because that's what they're going to need because they're not going to be like great this year. On paper, they have like the best European team of all. You're going to give them a tray. <laughs> they have like the best European team of all time assembled, but it's the NBA and they need some more. Ooh, dude, you're going to get an angry email from from Ben. Probably because yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I didn't I love pronounce Luka that correctly. Dutch. I love Luka Doncic a lot. He's definitely—I loved him last year in the draft. I was on Team Ben Worth about Luka oh, Doncic, so was but, I, yeah. but eh. I just don't see how he can uh, him and Chris Steps, Like, how is that a better ever going to be a better duo than uh, Kawhi or PG or LeBron and AD? You know, it's just like they're capped out, and they've already—they've already had to max out Chris Steps at like twenty-five years old. So it's really hard got, to build a team with that. And he's got bad knees. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pelicans. The Pelicans. Our old buddy. Oh, Our old I buddy, give, David Griffin. Uh, <laughs> I give them one galvanized by winning award. <laughs> because that is what was wrong with the Cavs when they fired... Um, David Blatt is they were not galvanized by winning, and I think this team will be galvanized by winning. So, uh, I think David Blatt or uh, David Griffin has just been phenomenal for that team, and changed the whole culture there. Change, I mean, yeah, they won the lottery, but and, and that is a ton of the part of their success. But David Griffin also won the lottery when he got LeBron to resign in Cleveland. So. David Griffin is a right place, right time guy. And yeah. he, I just love his attitude. And I'll always have a special place in my heart for David Griffin. And I couldn't be happier for the way they just absolutely fleece the Lakers. So, and I think they could be, have a shot at a playoff spot next year. They could be that good. 
I give them uh, five big baller brand shoes. Nice. um, Because I actually think, in a weird way, because those guys were on the team with LeBron, I felt like they had to fit into what, obviously, the the whole fitting in thing to what LeBron wanted them to be. And he had them in marginally good shape before the Christmas injury. But – I actually think they'll probably be better. I'm not a fan of Brandon Ingram. I don't know that he'll actually wind up sticking around with the, with the Pelicans because I, I think he... Wait, wait, wait. You don't like Brandon Ingram? I never did. Sleepy-eyed <laughs> Joe? Just messing. Yeah, I know, I know. I do think, guys, I do. I actually do think Blonzo and Josh Hart may find some real chemistry with... Uh, with Zion and and Holiday and Reddick's a nice piece for it's a weird piece but it's a good piece of shooting which is something they're going to need. Yeah, um, I agree with you though. I think they could easily make some noise and maybe even sneak into the playoffs in the eighth seed, which would be genius if it was them versus the Lakers in round one. So, yeah, Eli. Um, considering his name is David, I would give him a slingshot and some rocks because he's going to destroy all the Goliaths in the NBA. Wow. There you go. I like it. Anything you nice. want to add? Yeah, I mean, I think they had probably the best offseason in the league. It's hard um, to the argue only move, The only move I kind of didn't like was the trade with the Hawks, to be honest. But I, I, it's hard to argue because I think we look at that and it could be a little weird, but he's David Griffin has earned the right not to be questioned on any of the moves he's made, really. Yeah, and if you look at the guy they ended up getting, Jackson Hayes looks like a look like a monster in summer league. I mean, he just he does. Like, he just looked like bigger and stronger and faster than everybody he was playing against. So, but it's summer league too. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what you want. Yeah, better than the alternative for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Memphis. Memphis, oh my gosh, I give them uh, one rookie of the year, Brandon Clarkson. Just Brandon Clark, no, no son. Brandon Clark, sorry, yeah. <laughs> one, I give he's him one ROI that's award. That's my, he's my rookie of the year. He's gonna beat out Zion for rookie of the year. Zion uh. will show up to work, show up a little overweight, miss some of the season with injury because he's he's having too much gumbo. And Brandon Clark's going to get Rookie of the Year. That's that's my grade. <laughs> don't everybody speak up at once. I don't. I I hate to say it, Nate, but I don't know how much playing time Brandon Clark's going to get. <laughs> ah, you lie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not lying. You guys I'm behind with you. He's behind Jaron Jackson and probably Jay Crowder because they're going to have to play Jay Crowder since they traded for him. I'm waiting to see what they get for for Iguodala because I don't think they're going to hang on to him. Um. I didn't love the trades for Josh Jackson and and didn't they pick up Grayson Allen too and yeah. I don't know there's there's some weird moves in there I'm excited to see John Morant and Jaron Jackson play together um, look I, I I'm all for you man if I I hope Brandon Clark gets some gets some run but I'm not sure outside of injury or them deciding to actively tank that they're gonna give him a whole lot of time so certainly not maybe not enough to get rookie of the year like you're hoping but no, um, i'm a dreamer yeah but uh like but i'll give him i'll give him two uh uh 
two um hollingers yeah sure two hollingers that's great (laughs) eli i i give memphis the nicest smoker that you could find (laughs) because i really think like memphis barbecue you go you know low and slow i think they have some really good pieces there i mean ja morant i like them a lot and uh, Jaron Jackson was great last year. And you also add Brandon Clark. I think that's a really good trio, and you can kind of build that chemistry and core together. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, they're not going to be great overnight, but just like good barbecue, you got to go low and slow, and that's really good at the end. Nice. nice. A little a little grindhouse. The <laughs> sure. Spurs. Oh, so I'm gonna give the Spurs. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, RC! Did you guys hear that RC Buford just stepped down? No, did he? Yeah, he is um, no longer the GM. He becomes the CEO, and Brian Wright moves up to the GM. So wow. Um, but I'm gonna give him a uh, a coffee mug that says WWPD. What would Pop do? And um, I I think Pop's gonna be a uh, top. I think Pop's Pop's gonna be fifth seed in the playoffs again. And I think Dejounte Murray comes back, plays really well for him. I think Lonnie Walker has a really nice year for him. Um, I just think the Spurs keep doing what they're doing and kind of defying the odds. So uh, that that's my my goal, my grade for them. Uh, I give him uh, I give him the. Um the all um i give them the all pull up two point shot award <laughs> cuz they still got a bunch of guys that just shoot twos like demar like demar derozan and rudy gay and lamarcus aldridge and I, they're, they're just white. a team they're a team that feels trapped in a bygone era and i know every time we want to try to bury the spurs for being old and slow they always seem to come back like a like a vampire you can't kill. But this is the year, I think. This is the year they miss the playoffs and start trading off pieces. Interesting. Eli? Yeah, I would give them a time machine. Kind of playing along the two-pointer game. You know, bringing back Tim Duncan as an assistant coach, too. <laughs> they're just trying to they're just trying to live in the past. And uh, I feel like it's worked because... They've still been like one of the best defensive teams over the last few years. They make it work, but um, I agree. Like I think they're just still kind of playing an outdated style of basketball for today's game. Interesting. Um, so Eli, what uh, what do you give the Houston Rockets then? Ah, man, that's tough. Uh, I I already know EG's grade. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think off the limb. I think I would give them. I would like to give them Kevin Durant just to start all over, but I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think my grade is? Uh, I think it has the word "golden turd" in it. <laughs> it okay. didn't, but maybe it would. Maybe it should. <laughs> so, what's your grade, Eg? Yeah, my my. I was going to give them a uh, a D for for desperation. Oh, I think you were going to say a D for D'Antoni, but no, both, I think both it's also a, work. It's a D for desperation. This is the 
the quintessential rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic mm-hmm. for Daryl Morey. I think this is an owner that's saying, you got to do something to improve this team because we can't not make the, make, you know, make it to the finals with in James Harden's prime. And I think they've always had this overvalued sense of, of who James Harden is and what his game is. And very clearly it doesn't translate to the playoffs because you can't draw fouls in the playoffs that you would draw the regular season. And that is a time and time again tested proof. So, you know, James Harden will may very well win a few more MVPs in his career. I'm not sure he's ever going to win a championship because I don't think he's got the heart or the clutch ability to be that guy. And Russ is not going to help that because Russ is a chucker who is terrible from from three and has got no interest at all at being off ball and cutting to the rack, which is probably the best way they'd be able to play together. So they say they know how to play together. I I don't see it. So I think Houston will be a top four seed because they will be a great regular season team when it gets to the postseason. They will I, I would be I wouldn't be shocked if they lost in the first round. So, yeah, I would agree with you and say that Westbrook is not just a chucker. He's also a choker. Uh, and he's shown multiple times that he is a guy who doesn't get it done, you know, in the clutch in the playoffs. And I don't know if the, the Rockets have that guy in their team. So it, it, I think it'll be a train wreck. Um, especially in the playoffs. Uh, there'll be a lot of pissed off people. Uh, in the playoffs next year, and I think uh, I'm going to give them one unemployment slip, or I'm going to give them a whole book full of unemployment slips, because um, I think Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni will both be looking for jobs next summer. Although, yeah, I agree. Uh, because I think their owner is kind of an insufferable guy who thinks they should win just because he is who he is, and that they have James Harden in his prime, and they, as you said, they overrate him. So I tell you what, I would, I'd take Daryl Morey in a heartbeat though over Kobe if he dis- oh, he does God, do the papers. I, I would absolutely. I, I all right. Phoenix. Sorry. Well, let's let's oh, rapid fire e- the Pacific. Eli, Eli, did you have? Anything? I gotta get going soon. <laughs> okay. Did you want to follow up on the Rockets? Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick, yeah, I would give him a truckload of caulk. Because it's going to be the Westbrook show in Houston. Nice, nice. Okay, Phoenix Suns. I mean, do we do we even really want to talk about this? It's just I give him I give him a a Rubio a Rubio I award. An, I give him an Icarus because they keep trying to fly too high and they're just going to crash land. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so I'm going to skip. Uh, who was right. the four seed in the Pacific? Uh, Sacramento, Eli. Uh, I'm gonna give them Vladi's secret sauce for the season. Yeah. Okay. Eg. Um, I actually like what they did. They 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 brought in Dwayne Dedman, who'll be a good, a much better, an upgrade over Willie Cauley Stein, I think. And um, they still got some good depth, and I think Harry, look out for Harry Giles. Uh, I give the Kings, uh, I give them, uh, what, three California Kings. I, I give them, uh, 
I, I still think they'll end up probably in a, just outside the playoffs again, but I give him, uh, a Buddy Buckets bobblehead night, uh, nice bobblehead. So I think Buddy Buckets will have a really nice season. He'll be an all-star. Darren Fox probably just missed out on being an all-star, but they'll, they'll have a lot to root for in Sacramento this year. I still think let's they're probably the, a year away. Let's do the Warriors next. Okay. The Warriors, uh, I'm going to give them, uh, the Golden Band-Aid Award. I, I think <laughs> I think they're going to be tanking by midseason. I think they're they're very much in. This is a rebuilding and retooling year for them, much in the same way that you know the Spurs retooled the year before they got Tim Duncan and lucked out into the number one pick. I think the Warriors, if they're smart, they will find a way to shut down uh, uh, Curry by midseason. See, I'm going the opposite way. I, I, I give him, I give him four uh, thrown Steph Curry mouse, mouthpieces because I think Curry's going to have a frustrating year. But I do think that if they stay, if they stay competitive until Clay gets back, which should be right around the All Star break, I think they'll still storm into the playoffs in the second half. Nice. Okay. Um, Eli, what do you Eli. think? I wish Draymond has the best season of his life so that they have to give him the Supermax and then it ruins <laughs> the chemistry forever. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You give them one Supermax. <laughs> one okay. donkey Supermax. Okay, uh, the Clippers. Eli? They don't need anything else. They got everything they need. Um, I'm actually... I. Maybe more cocaine for Steve Ballmer. I don't know. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, EG. Um, I'm going to give the Clippers the, the mea culpa award because for years I've said that the Clippers just, A, they need to change their name, which I still believe, but B, they're never going to be anything beyond the the little brother in Los Angeles and they went out and shut me the hell up because they they traded a lot for him but they guess got the two best two way wings in the league with in their primes for the next for the foreseeable future and they've got a solid front office anchored by um, eighty year old Jerry West who the logo still gets it done. So, man, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a real interesting year in the halls of the Staples Center. I'm gonna give them the. Um, I think they're gonna need a really good trainer. Um, so I'll I'll give them uh, the Golden Crutch, uh, <laughs> just because they have a lot of guys with a lot of injury histories, and I could see it not quite working out this year. Uh, due to injuries, and uh, I think I think they might be a little over optimistic, and they might be overselling themselves a little bit. So uh, I'm going to give them the Golden Crutch Award. And well, actually, speaking of that, with the Golden Crutch, I would actually give them another bathroom because a lot of load management is going to happen this season. <laughs> with nice, nice. Uh, the okay. and last and certainly least, <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, E.G., let us have it. Um, Rob Palink is the biggest buffoon in the NBA, which is saying something. Uh, even though 
<laughs> they still wound up trading a huge haul to the Pelicans to get Anthony Davis, who, well, this is certainly a, a, a major star, major talent. Not a guy who ever got his Pelicans team anywhere. Now, teaming him up with Braun, I think they'll be great, as long as they can stay healthy. But despite what a lot of people say, they added depth. They did exactly the paint-by-numbers signing of free agents that I expected they would. They brought back Rondo. They signed Boogie Cousins. And they went after some cheap shooting. Um, the one addition that I, I actually did like was Danny Green, and I am actually was a little surprised to see him go there. But And he'll help. But they are, they are a LeBron injury away from missing the playoffs and effectively be, being the, the biggest disaster of the, the free agency stars teaming up to play with each other era. So I give them, I give them uh, one failed Genie Bus Phil Jackson relationship. So I give them a uh, uh, a primer on analytics award because uh, once again the team they put around LeBron does not have enough shooting, does not have enough individual defenders. They got a guy like Rondo who is almost useless playing next to LeBron. Um, I I I give them uh, an analytics F. Um, so that that's my grade for them. Uh, Eli. I give them a Blu-ray DVD copy of Batman Dark Knight. Because <laughs> just like the premiere. Yes. Just like yes. the Ledger premiere, their championship aspirations are just as big of a hoax. Nice. Nice. And I still think they'll they'll as long as LeBron stays healthy, they'll they'll definitely get they'll definitely be in the in the mix towards the end, but I, I think they have too many flaws. So who do you do you think they'll make the playoffs? Yeah, as long as LeBron doesn't get injured. Okay, make so the who do you think they lose to then? Mm, they could use to, they could lose to the Jazz. They could lose to the Nuggets. They could lose to the Clippers. Blazers. They could lose. They could lose to the Blazers. Okay. They could lose to Houston. Yeah, true. There's a lot of teams they could lose to. Okay. Uh, anything to pitch anybody? I know we got to wrap this. Bad the best thing up. would be if the best thing would be is if they lost in round one to the eight seed Pelicans. That'd be fantastic. Yep, that would be the coup de gras. That that would be the greatest trick David Griffin ever pulled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything to pitch, EG? Mm, yes, I just started watching this really hilarious uh, sketch comedy show on Netflix called "I Think You Should Leave." Okay. Um, it's Tim Robinson and the guys from Lonely Island, uh, Andy Samberg, Yorma Dacone, and, and Akiva Schaefer. And it's mostly um, Tim on, on screen, but just a really funny – they're hit and miss, but there's some really laugh-out-loud sketches on the show. Nice. Uh, Eli, anything to pitch? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit behind the curve, but I have been – absorbed into the show called billions uh and it's like four seasons in already but i just want to pitch if no one has seen started it it's definitely really looking and it's about 
the finance world and inside Damian trading, Lewis but I'm and, in finance. Uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two of my favorite so, actors. So great show and uh, recommend if, and like, I think there's a lot of people who haven't known about it like me, but maybe I'm just that behind the times. Maybe I'm pulling a pest back on that. Nice. So I have a pitch and an anti-pitch. My pitch is Bell and Sebastian, uh, one of the seminal indie bands from the aughts. And uh, I went and saw them at the House of Blues in Cleveland uh, last Friday, and they were amazing. And uh, one of the best live shows I've ever seen in terms of the quality of the band. Um, eight, They had an eight-piece band up there, and they were just phenomenal. Everybody sounded amazing. Fantastic musicians, great singing, really charismatic, really engaged with the fans. Um, love that band. Then my anti pick is, or my anti pitch is The Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch movie starring Adam Driver and Bill Murray. And it is a steaming pile of awfulness. And I wish I'd uh, gotten the 90 minutes of my life back. It was not very good. But in <laughs> oddly, it was very memorable. Because it was so bad, <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! So there you go. One quick thing, because you mentioned his name, uh, my roommate actually ran into the legend Bill Murray at dinner in San Diego and got a picture with him. Wow! He said he was the nicest guy, but he kind of did look like the zombies in those movies. Just throwing it out there. Nice. Right. He's not aging that well. So, but yeah, that's all I have. From oh. San Diego this week in celebrity news. And one last pitch on the celebrity front, just uh, a quick uh, rest in peace for uh, Rutger Hauer, the uh, the uh, the of Roy Batty fame from the uh, from the from the original Blade Runner. Seventy five years young. Yeah, uh, and and great in many other roles as well. So uh, absolutely, yep. yeah, including uh, Lady Hawk. I I was a big a lot of including hobo with a shotgun. So there you go. There you go. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.